With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie Podcast, The Remains, the show where I talk about all the shit we couldn't get to on the channel, maybe a movie that came out in theaters that Jay didn't want to go see or couldn't go see, and this week it is Skyscraper. Okay, easy. Just cut the wire, doors will open, climb back up there. also going to go in depth a little bit on the Die Hard scenario, including Sudden Death with Jean-Claude Van Damme, which I watched or fell asleep watching last night. But Skyscraper is one of those movies that's just generic as fuck. The Rock's a badass, man. He's one of the last remaining action heroes that exists today. In the 90s, we had you know Seagal, we had Van Damme, we had Jeff Speakman, we had Dolph Lundgren, we had Brandon Lee. We had all kinds of awesome, kick-ass, just manly fucking action movie guys. And yeah, some of those guys turned out to be douchebags looking at you, Seagal. But still, I, it was a golden age for action movies. And, and you gotta love The Rock for the fact that he embodies that. Uh, he he is an action movie hero. There's no doubt about it. But if you're a boxing fan, you'll understand this reference when I talk about Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, he's he's ran the heavyweight circuit in boxing for for what seems like friggin' forever, and everybody's complaining and saying that boxing's ruined because nobody could beat him because it was just boring. He's so big and talented, and he has such a long reach. He would stand in the middle of the ring and just hit people when they tried to get in and to touch him. So. People are complaining it ruined boxing, and a lot of people hate him for it, but it's, hey, it's not his fault. There's no competition. Uh, just like back in the day, I mean, you had Tyson, you had Holyfield, you had all that awesome shit going on. It's just not like that anymore. And that's a little bit of a dated reference, but still. Uh, action movies kind of the same way. Like, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, he's a hell of a guy. He's super charismatic. Everybody loves him. And it's not his fault that people don't want to make uh, multi-billion dollar R-rated action movies based on just one guy in a die-hard scenario cracking dirty jokes. I mean, we want to see that, but it's just not going to happen. And it's not The Rock's fault that we don't. He's just doing what he does. And yeah, he picks mostly family-friendly, safe, sort of comedic films to do. In Skyscraper, it's as generic of a plot as you can get. And it's directed by the same guy who directed Central Intelligence. So you know it's not going to be anything out there. The only thing basically different or new about this movie is that he has one leg. He's running a very small security business, and his buddy, Pablo Schreiber, I'm, wow, I just winged that. Is his name actually, fuck yeah, it is, has uh, been in the, in the movie, his uh, best friend from back in the days when he used to be on the SWAT team, got him a chance to uh, provide the security for what they're trying to build is the, lo- the world's largest building. Uh, and it's freaking huge, and it's just 
packed with CGI. You know, there's a park in the middle of it. You can see like there's them just laying on the foundation of everything that's going to come into play later in the movie. It's so telegraphed and predictable. And I like the movie. I'm going to get into good things about it. His wife, played by Nev Campbell, who it's fucking nice to see in a movie again. I mean, Jesus Christ, I saw her and just watching her, I'm going, man, Nev Campbell's a hell of an actress. Like, I know she did the screen movies and then there was Wild Things. Did that fuck up her career? I don't know why she's not in more shit. I looked up her IMDb thinking, ah, she's just in movies I don't like. But no, man, she's done some TV and some shit like that, but she's not really in anything. And that's a damn shame. I mean, I look at what Halloween did for Jamie Lee Curtis's career. You know, look at, look at, she stepped out of horror after a couple movies, but, and then blew up. And uh, Nev Campbell, she's not even in horror movies. I don't understand that at all. Um, but anyways, yeah, she's, she's fantastic and she's likable and she's fantastic and likable in this movie too. It's just more of a reason for her to be in more stuff. And I'm glad they, they, they put her in this movie because she was fantastic. And what is again, a really generic movie. Uh, all the characters and the leads are, are fantastic. Even the half-assed villain is, is okay. He's not the worst. Uh, it, but in these diehard scenarios, I think you need a great villain to really pull it off, especially one that's not going to really add anything new to it, except for the fact that he has one leg, which honestly the film doesn't even go into that much. Like you'll see him running and you go, damn, why is the rock limping? And you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I forgot. He only has one leg. They use it a couple times. The scene in the trailer where he's hanging off the building using it. Uh, he uses it in a, in a fight at one point. You know, a couple times, but every time they show it to you, you go, oh yeah, fuck, I forgot he only had one leg. Because he does some crazy shit in the movie. Uh, and, and it is cool, I like that they did that, because it's um, it's just, it's a cool little thing. Like, you normally you wouldn't get that. It's the first time they've done that. That is original. I respect that they did it. Uh, didn't change, didn't take this to uh, not another generic action movie ripoff. I dropped my fucking water. Territory. But, again, i got to say something good about it because it sounds like I'm just ranting on how much I hated it. It's everything you thought it would be. Like, it is generic, and it has been done a thousand times, but it's mindless action. You know, The Rock's really likable in the movie. I, I rooted for his character. I wanted him to save his family. I mean, who wouldn't unless you're a fucking jerk? Uh, I took my eight-year-old kid to see it. She enjoyed it, and she's not, you know, a hardcore action movie fan or anything like that. It's an easy movie to watch. It's, it's mindless. It's fun. Uh, they do a great job with the effects for the most part. The building was cool. I mean, it's not anything that's gonna that should win any awards or anything like that. But they did a couple neat things with it. There was a few moments in this film of, of me going, you know, sitting back, you know, almost biting your fingernails for just a second, going, "Oh, this is a tense situation. This is this is pretty cool." They did a good job of that. There's a couple scenes involving heights, which I fucking hate heights. If you know me, I've said this multiple times. If I get around any sort of heights whatsoever. It feels like the earth is sucking my butt down into it. Like I'm going, it's going to suck me down. Uh, it's a weird feeling I have. It's like asshole vertigo. But, you know, it, 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 those were fun moments. And, and I had, a, I walked out of this movie happy. I got more than what I wanted out of it. I didn't expect much and I got a little bit more than that. So, I mean, it, it's a fun movie to go see. Uh, the acting's good. There's some entertainment to it. Don't expect it to be anything that it's not though. It's everything it seems like it's going to be. But it's just a little better than it looked. Um, that's Skyscraper. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I give the movie a... Uh, I give the movie just a, a really a really strong 6.5. Like, I almost gave it a 7, but it just doesn't do anything new. It doesn't take any risks at all. And I guess you could say, like I said, there's the one-legged thing. They did change that. That is different from the typical Die Hard scenario movie. The main guy that they have playing, the dude who's putting this building together... Um, 
Chin Han is literally the same guy that Batman flew out of the building in the Dark Knight. You know, the squealer? It's the same guy. He's playing the same character. You could literally make this the same universe and be like, this is a prequel to that. This is before he turned bad and, you know, started harboring all the, uh, the mafia guy's money. It, like, why? It's so weird that they cast him as the exact same character. And that's how little this movie gives a fuck about trying to be original or anything other than, hey, we want this to make money. The Rock being in it is going to put asses in the seats and that's enough. I mean, it's a $125 million budget, which actually seems low for some of the stuff that they did. Um, they, they took time out in the movie to make Nev Campbell a little bit of a badass. She wasn't just the, the wife damsel in distress. Uh, they, they made her character pretty cool. They gave her a good backstory and they, they put her in some situations to kick a little bit of ass while protecting her children, which yeah, it felt forced, but that was cool for Nev Campbell. And again, she's fantastic in the movie. The, there's a few scenes. I mean, I've said this before, but there's a few scenes that really, really do get you going. You're like, man, that's that's some intense shit. And, you know, of course it's not believable. None of these movies are really believable when it comes down to it at the end of the, end of the day. But there was only maybe one or two times during the movie that I went, oh, that's just too much. You know, like in 2012, where... Um, and that's that's true. I mean, this this has a little bit more disaster movie element to it than typical diehard scenario films do. So I do got to give it credit for that. But... You know in 2012 when John Cusack is flying the airplane and he's literally flying this this fucking airplane through buildings that are falling down? Like, we've all seen buildings fall down in the news. Like, that shit's just not possible. Like, when it gets to that crazy level, I mean, it does, it really takes me... I, I can only suspend my belief so fucking far. But uh, this movie manages to stay away from that level of stupidity, but it does do some crazy things. Like, the jump from the skyscraper to the building was insane and no one could have done it. But I, they do do a good job of incorporating this. You can see it in his face, these moments where he goes, I'm scared. Uh, this is probably going to kill me. But I will literally do anything I have to to save my family. Absolutely anything. There's other stupid moments where he runs from the cops when, when, you, when you go, couldn't you just stop and explain your situation? Yeah, it would have taken you 10 minutes uh, when, you know, yeah, the, the building's burning and your family's inside. But at the same time, how much time did you waste escaping from cops anyways? So, I mean, and, and they would have, they maybe would have helped you or kept you out. So, I don't know. I guess there's an argument to be made for that. But it was one of those weird things where it was like, just explain your situation instead of creating all this confusion. Those little annoying things that happen in these movies. But, no, I liked it, man. I, I, I thought this was a pretty good movie. It was a little better than I thought it was going to be. So, uh, and I love Die Hard scenario movies. Like, that's my shit. Like, I typically would be more excited about an old-school, R-rated, uh, more die-hardish, die-hard rip-off movie than I am a, a Dwayne Johnson Superman-type flick that's, you know, kind of family-oriented. They're going to force some humor in there. They're going to try to appeal to everybody, not really do anything outlandish. Um, but this one was not, uh, you know, I... I expected to be bored, to be honest with you, and I wasn't. Uh, they did a good job with the direction. The direction of the film was done well. The action scenes were created well. It put you in his shoes. It got you excited when he succeeded. Um, worried about the family, even though you knew nothing was going to happen. It still worried you a couple times. But the editing was fucked up. Like, the editing was so weird in this movie. Within the first, it got better, but within the first, like, 40 minutes, there was at least three times where I went, oh, that's a weird fucking edit. You know, and, and it's not better than any of the Die Hards except for Die Hard 5. It is better than Die Hard 5. 
So my rating for Die Hard would go Die Hard 1, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 4, and then if you had to put this one in there, it'd be Skyscraper and then Die Hard 5. Because at least in A Good a good Day to Die Hard, he's running around bitching the whole time going, I should be on vacation. Should have been on vacation. And it just feels awful. And it makes you sick to your stomach. In this one, they did the same joke over and over again with some scotch tape. Because he's a dad and, you know, dads think scotch tape fixed. So he literally does Mission Impossible shit and, like, mentions scotch tape 12 times in the fucking movie. That's still more likable than hearing John McClane just try so hard to, to out of the side of his mouth, recreate lines from classic old school gave a shit John McClane. Not here for a paycheck, Bruce Willis. So yeah, it's, it's better than Die Hard 5. And you know, the first four Die Hard movies were pretty fucking good. So that's not, I'm not, I'm not knocking the movie by saying it'd be the fifth best Die Hard. So yeah, I just, I, it's, it's better than I thought it was going to be. But talking about Die Hard scenario movies... Uh, I would recommend, by the way, if, if you're interested in seeing this, go see it in the theater because it does provide an extra scope, like where you know all the special effects are going on, uh, all the good shit like that. And another thing I want to say that was nice going to see this movie after seeing the the first Purge, which if you listen to our podcast, the actual We Watched the Movie podcast, you, you heard how bad we hated that they propped up these shitty characters and made these drug dealers out to be heroes. Um. I love the fact, it was refreshing going into this one, The Rock's character was just such a good guy. And I like, you know, I like anti-heroes and, and uh, I, I love villains, but I, there was something about him in this movie that it was genuine. Like, you could see, it just, it just you liked the guy. He just seemed like a really good guy from top to bottom. Um, even when he's betrayed uh, hardcore by people he thought he could trust, he's still nice and tries to help them not die. Uh, he just, is a, it's a great character. I wouldn't say it's a great character, but if you're really looking for someone that you like a whole lot, who's a super, super swell guy, it's definitely this character. Um, but I also watched this weekend, I've been getting really into the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and I want to do something with that at some point, but I watched Replicant. Oh my god, that's a hot piece of doo-doo. But the same guy who did that, I think it's the same guy who did it, Peter Hyams, directed Sudden Death, which was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that came out towards the end of his huge spike uh, i believe that happened and and well before the straight to home video not even sometimes on home video era of his career that he's went into and is still somewhat in unfortunately he he deserves better but no it was it was 1995 and it was kind of it was kind of the last of his big movies there was street fighter and uh, there was time cop then there was street fighter then there was sudden death after Sudden Death, it really started to go. Uh, the, the appearance in Friends was pretty fun, but then you have The Quest, and then you have Maximum Risk, and you could sense at this point in his career, like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Then there was Double Team with Dennis Rodman, and you're like, okay, we're, we're really grasping here. Uh, Universal Soldier, The Return, there was Legionnaire, Inferno, which is fucking hilarious. What a fucking hot piece of funny shit that movie is but strange and, and weirdly enjoyable then replicant which was it's got michael rooker in it and jean claude van damme plays a twin uh, he, he plays a serial killer who looks like the dude from uh the room the funny one and then they clone him and he's supposed to chase down himself because he knows where the killer will be and michael rooker's the detective who treats him like a dog on a leash trying to find it's fucking crazy we got to talk about that another time 
But anyways, so yeah, Sudden Death was really the last hurrah. Like, I remember it got released in theaters. It didn't get the best reception, probably. But it's an underrated movie, in my opinion. Like, I liked it. And it's also got the diehard scenario going on. Whereas, in the beginning of the movie, he's a firefighter, and he loses the life of a small girl. And it wasn't really his fault, but he took it personally, and he he couldn't be a firefighter anymore. The next thing you see him picking up his children uh, from his divorced um wife the wife he's divorced to and he picks him up and he's a fire inspector and it's the penguins game seven uh hockey championship nhl championship game seven he's going to take the kids there because since he's working the event and uh taking care of certain things he got some free tickets so he takes his kids there and while he's doing around working doing his thing powers booth who is a fucking fantastic villain and underrated because you got you know you got under siege fucking tommy lee jones and um Knock Nick Nolte, motherfucker. Oh my god. Why am I forgetting this? Crazy big teeth. Crazy big teeth. F- fucking Gary Sine- Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Uh, and Tommy Lee Jones. Great villains. You know, you got Hans and, and Die Hard. Great villain. Air Force One. Maybe it didn't have... I don't... Fuck, I can't remember who the villains were for Air Force One. Passenger 57 had a badass villain. I know that. But yeah, the best of these movies always have the best villain. And Powers Booth was an underrated villain. He was fucking... In this movie, he was ruthless. Like, he walks in... He t- the, the president... Uh, the vice president's there at the game. So he, his whole idea is to take the vice president hostage and then put bombs around the entire arena and, and extort the U.S. government for money and saying, I'm going to kill not only the vice president, but I'm going to blow up this entire arena if you don't give me a whole shit ton of money. So Van Damme's kids are there. They end up with his daughter in the same room. They're keeping the vice president in there. And he has to take on these bad guys all by himself and find the bombs in this arena before they blow up to save his daughter and everyone else. And there's your diehard scenario. But Powers Booth is such a ruthless son of a bitch. Like, he walks in this booth, shoots one guy, shoots another guy in the heart. Everybody's screaming at this, like, little dinner party box seat affair where the vice president is. He he tries to, he starts to kill a little girl. You can tell that he has no problems with it. He shoots an old guy in the knee just for fun. And then when some guy goes, hey man, this guy needs a doctor, he shoots him in the fucking face. And then goes, not anymore. Like, he's just ruthless. And you don't get that in bad guys that much anymore. Like, I love how mean this son of a bitch is. And when the vice president's like, hey, that guy you just killed has a five-year-old little girl. He's like, I'll send his wife a card. Like, he doesn't give a shit. And it makes the movie so much better. Uh, but it's, it's at one point in this movie, uh, Mr. Icy is the Penguin's mascot. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is literally in a fight to the death in a kitchen with Mr. Icy. Full garb, full suit on and everything. And has to to murder her because she's one of the bad guys. And it's a she who's a badass at like karate and all that other shit. And it's actually a really good fight scene. And that's what I was going to say about this movie. It gets boring and repetitive uh, in the the third act. Which is why I had a hard time staying awake last night. And plus, I mean, I've seen it a hundred times. But it's one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's better performances. Nobody gives it credit for that. He's really good in this movie. He's dead serious. There's no jokes. There's no, I just want to eat. Which I love those scenes. But there's no, there's, there's none of the Jean-Claude Van Damme comedy in this movie, barely, at all. He's dead serious. He does a really great job in the film to me. His accent, his English is better than it is in, in a lot of his movies. It's just, it's a, it's a well-made film. And, I, you know, except for that third act getting a little bit repetitive and boring, it's, it's, 
it's a weird thing to see Van Damme in this role where it's just taken so seriously. He takes it seriously. I think he does a great job in all aspects of it. And it's a, it's a pretty cool diehard scenario because you've got, you know, the stadium full of people. They actually have all these Penguins players at one point. Okay, this is the stupid part. Okay, I'll give you this one. I feel like Joe Pesci. Okay, okay, okay. They fuck you in the drive-thru. But in this part, there's one part where he ends up on the ice in game seven and he actually has to play goalie. All right, now I'm, I'm, I'm really just fucking myself over here on this one. So there is a stupid moment. But it's so cool and inventive that you got to give it a pass. It makes the movie even better. He literally has to go on the ice at one point because of all sorts of crazy confusion and stuff that's going on. He's trying to use the disguise to find the last C4 bombs. And he has to put on the goalie's outfit, and they actually put him in the game, and he makes a crazy save. It's funny as fuck. It's so batshit crazy out there. It's fucking kind of cool. But, um... I can't believe I was trying to pass this movie as so serious when that scene was in it. And also, he fights uh, a mascot. But, I don't know, his performance in it is just really good. Uh, Van Damme, I always root for the guy. There's some some roles he's done that are just that he does not get enough credit for. Uh, Bloodsport and Kickboxer are forever underrated by the entire world. Um, and I think that of some of the forgotten action stars of old... He's, he's definitely a better actor than Seagal was. No doubt about it. Definitely. Um, but this was his main, in my opinion, diehard scenario movie. And to me, I have specific rules for diehard scenarios. Like, to me, The Rock is not a diehard scenario. I saw it on a lot of lists, but it's not. Those are two guys. Now, for me, a, a diehard scenario has to be one guy. Uh, but he can have a little bit of help. I'm cool with you calling Dread a diehard scenario film because he goes into a building. And he did have the help of the rookie cop. But... It wasn't the same like as as The Rock, where you literally have two heavyweights. Like you've got Nicolas Cage's character plus Sean Connery's character. They're both straight up leads in that movie, and it just doesn't count to me. I just don't look at it that way. It's got to be for the most part one guy on his own in one contained place, which is why Cliffhanger doesn't work. As a lot of people think Cliffhanger's a diehard scenario movie, I disagree. I think it's got to be one guy in a contained area. Now they they were all over the mountains. Cliffhanger is more of a chase movie to me, just like Broken Arrow. I saw that on some list. That's not in a contained area. Broken Arrow to me is not a diehard scenario movie. Um, Air Force One is. Passenger 57 is. Um, Under Siege definitely is, for sure. Both movies are. Now, Stephen Skull did have the better diehard scenario movie in Under Siege. It is a better film than Sudden Death. But this one was still pretty good. And I'm, I just the only reason I talk about Sudden Death so much is because I just watched it last night. Um, and it just turned out that I was like, hey, that's a diehard scenario movie. So a skyscraper might as well tie those in together and talk a little bit about these diehard scenario movies. Like what is your all's favorite diehard scenario movie that you guys have ever seen? I mean, there's some great ones, you know. Um, also, do you count The Rock as a diehard scenario? How many times am I going to say diehard scenario? Speed. Speed totally counts. It's one guy. He's by himself. He's in a contained area. Um, whew. Else is there? Well, there's there's a shit ton. Olympus has fallen. One of the more recent ones. I like Gerard Butler in that role. I thought the movie was pretty good. Still, just it's almost too glossy for me to really count. Uh, Passenger Fifty Seven was really one of the greatest. That was a badass movie. Uh, the Raid would count because they go into a building, but there's just too many good guys. He's not by himself quite enough for that to really work for me. Uh, but yeah, I want to know what is your all's favorite Die Hard scenario movies of all time. 
uh, three ninjas, high noon at Mega Mountain. <laughs> Obviously, that doesn't count because there's three of them. Um, there, there's a shit ton. It's one of my favorite genres, really. I don't mind them recreating and doing the same story over and over again because it's pretty rad. I actually thought the end of the first Purge was a very diehard scenario movie. I, I wish I could have gotten behind that character because that would have been pretty badass. One guy in a building, he's trying to protect everybody, so he has some help, but still, he's really going in alone, and he's taking on all these guys at once. So, yeah, comment down below, guys. Let me know your all's thoughts. And uh, make sure you guys are following this RSS feed, the, the SoundCloud or whatever, and on iTunes and all that, because I'm going to be putting all the Wham! podcasts on here as well. So thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this. I really do appreciate it. It's really fun for me to do it. And uh, until next time, guys, let me know what are you guys watching? What's the extra shit you guys got going on that, that maybe not everybody's talking about? I want to know. What did you watch on streaming or whatever the fuck this week? Uh, I love your fucking faces as always, and I will talk to you guys soon. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.